Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast. Pew, 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 finger guns. Hey, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture fan outrage, and I wish I had another try at this, and an attempt to understand the hottest <laughs> soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. Uh, we are your hosts from mornings on 1077 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been all over the place, the locker room, the pitch, up in the booth. He is Brandon from the internet. Hi. Hey, and in the uh, front row, right behind Stephen Fry and uh, that big bald guy from Colorado. God, I, you. I wish uh, the people that were making the jokes nonstop would have just toned it down a touch. <laughs> Good God! <laughs> no, but they had some choice. They had some choice jokes. Those guys were out of control. I've never seen Chad Marshall play with anything but his head, <laughs> which does sound like a full ninety extra time podcast joke. So to be fair, I was job, making, I was making fun of us, but uh, yeah. yes, but okay. Uh, do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Oh, definitely five star. It's been a while since we've done this. Give us a five star rating. <laughs> Primarily, we want to, your comments. We just want to know who your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is. And if you say Kev, Kelvin Leardom, I'm I don't believe you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, you've only been watching since two weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. Like, and congrats. Welcome to the team. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, moving on. I guess from players uh, like this isn't even my final form, Raul Ruiz Diaz, to humble clap and smile whenever we yell at you, Will Bruin. That was so fun. Just like I saw Will Bruin walking by us, and I'm just like, hey, Will Bruin, you're the best. And like, it was just like the little pick-me-up that it looked like he needed. <laughs> Do you agree? I, I felt bad both times because both times we yelled at him and both times he acknowledged that he heard you say that. Uh, he was standing next to Harry Ship, who was probably wondering, why aren't I the best? Oh, I must have had more beer than you because I don't remember the second time it connecting. So <laughs> that's not good. Okay, well. I, I saw a smirk. This week, the seven minutes in heaven, Sounders FC take on the, I don't get it, are you actual firefighters? Chicago Fire. No, they're actually fire. In a battle <laughs> for the pack your bags for the first field trip cup. Oh, man, do I get to bring my mom, my helicopter parent. <laughs> uh Brandon, it's been uh, an exciting start to the season, and I'd like to give us a lot of credit for not believing in the team early. Um, yeah, I think we called it. We said that they'd be good, right? Didn't we say that? To be fair, I think we did acknowledge that they would be really strong down the center, and that would open them up on the wings. And boy, when you say Kelvin Leardom is tied for second best scoring, or even for best... He's, he, yeah, he's tied for top of, top of for the Sounders. Three-way tie for leading scorer, Kelvin Leardom. <laughs> I'd say that the, my uh, my prediction is accurate. And then all the work that's coming from uh, Victor Rodriguez on the sides. Like, strong spine, awesome opportunities out wide. I think uh, you're right. Like, the Sounders have had a very strong spine. First of all, Sounders beat Colorado Rapids 2 nothing last week. Uh, Gregor and I sat in the front row and uh, watched it, and it was amazing, except for the fact that both of the goals were scored on the opposite side of the field, so that kind of blew. And in the first um, eight minutes, so that we didn't, like, then we just <laughs> it just descended down into a Bud Light-driven joke spree. <laughs> uh, we brought my, I got to give a shout-outs to my father-in-law, Ed, because we brought him out for his first-ever Sounders, or soccer match, for that matter. He didn't even have kids that played soccer. And so uh, I don't think he had ever been to any kind of sporting soccer before and there he was stuck between two dummies making jokes <laughs> for 74 straight minutes and and not even jokes that like just soccer people would find funny just jokes that probably nobody finds funny yet ed sat there he was a good sport he said he said something along the lines of uh oh, you guys are qu quantity over quality huh <laughs> <laughs> 
And I was like, damn, Ed, you want to come on the podcast? Tim, do you play for the Chicago Fire? Like, damn. <laughs> also, he's the Dallas Burn. <laughs> he, he passed his tryout also, so that's great. Great job, Ed. Yeah, good we're, job, we're, Ed. We're proud of you. But it was uh, it was fun to introduce someone new to soccer, and he was the seats that you like when you're in uh, when you said like the ECS section, let's say we're like right by there, and the view of the pitch is like very limited. You really get an awesome view for what's happening right in front of you. So like if Tim Howard is standing right there, or Stefan Fry is yelling at Kai Kamara, and then being like, "Get out of here, you nerd!" Uh, it's awesome because you're right there to witness that. But if you don't really understand soccer very well, and it's all happening on the other end, and you can't see the angle. Angle, like it just looks like a flat game from there. It's pretty tough to get excited, I would say. So poor Ed. Yeah, yeah. He, I. To be fair, I think the guy grew up being really used to ballet, so I think this this might be a step up. <laughs> That's. I, I'll. I mean, you've you've done ballet, so I'll let you handle the <laughs> rage that'll come from my formerly professional ballerina wife on that. Okay, great. Uh, Absolutely. Real quick, uh, tell me before we get into Leardom and his golden boot. I want to. We were talking just before the pod started about his socks, and there's con- you're you're creating sock controversy. controversy? No, it's not a sock controversy. I just think uh, they're not really socks anymore. They're more like. Uh, leg warmer speaking of ballet it's like jazzercise uh, from the 80s <laughs> exactly no if you look at if you go look at pictures of um mls players this year so this this thing there was a, there was actually a sock controversy a sock controversy a couple years ago where basically the the mls issued adidas socks um the players didn't like they didn't have enough grip on the bottom so they would get blisters and yada 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 people are picky about their socks when they play professional sports um and so what a lot of players would do is that they would cut off the bottom of the sock and then they would wear this other brand that was made specifically for soccer players. Uh, and then they would wear the sock that, with the cut off over their leg just so they could have the team color and cover their shin guards and all of that. But then they would have this other sock underneath. Well, this year, uh, Adidas slash MLS, who knows? I don't know exactly who, um, Basically, they aren't socks anymore. They are just covers from below your knee to above your ankle, and then the players get to choose whatever sock they want, where before the league mandated, no, you have to wear our socks. You have to stop cutting them off. And and basically, the players won that one. They said, we're not going to do that. It hurts our feet, so we're just going to wear the leg sleeves now. Well, the the most, like white guy at the top of a booth making decisions for the people on the pitch move ever <laughs> like no you are wearing the socks that we give you and you will be grateful <laughs> um but to you know they were just what they end up doing is they cut off the the foot of the sock and then they just tape it up so you can't tell if there's a sock there or not they're just taped right. into it so like who cares <laughs> yeah wearing- well and, and that's what i'm saying is that now they just basically said they that the league gave up and said no we're just gonna make yes because leg, they're leg tubes ridiculous that you can not to yeah, exactly. It's stupid. What a dumb fight. This is so dumb. Anyway, that's the that's the sock. Now, so this week in sock talk. So, <laughs> so what I want to see is for players to grab the socks and then put them on their arms, Kobe Bryant style, and then tape it to the jersey since they're no longer providing the long sleeve jersey. <laughs> just go sock sleeves, and then you're set. Don't you also just love that like the first game uh, of the season after they ban long sleeve jerseys, uh, ban Adidas from making long sleeve jerseys for the league is on record the league's coldest match in the world, <laughs> like in history with Colorado versus Portland playing in like three inches of snow. Brandon, I'm not a smart man, but I believe they call that irony. <laughs> But I also don't. You are a smart man. They do call you that. (laughs) No, not me. They call it that. No one calls me irony. Hello, irony. Like hello. 
<laughs> they don't call me a smart man <laughs> after that. <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome match for the first eight minutes. Uh, pretty, pretty comprehensively, like a thorough performance in stopping the other team from scoring for the next 82, I suppose. Uh, I loved Brian Spencer at half when they talked to him, like, how's it going out there? He's like, okay, I guess. Like, it was like totally teams up 2 nothing, shutting down Kai Kamara, like a big threat and a guy who like feeds off that negative energy from the fans and everything. Shut him down in the ECS end, great. And like, all he could be is like, they can do better. It was just like so brutally cold to uh, what's his name, Keith Costigan's question and then uh, answered, you know, Casey a little bit more thoroughly. But just the idea that he was like not good enough <laughs> wow man that's a it's a dangerous lead to have in soccer that uh that two nothing that two nil uh lots of teams come back from half and end up getting beaten well obviously those first eight minutes were great two goals scored uh two you know kind of opportunistic goals at that but still great build-up play that led to both goals the first one scored by raul Ruiz diaz the second one scored by uh now golden clog uh tied <laughs> kelvin leardam <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's Dutch, okay? He's yeah, Dutch. He's from the Netherlands. Uh but <laughs> uh both of those guys um cleaning up basically really good play that that led up to it. Maybe not the most clinical finishes in the world, but hey, they were there, they finished them. Um but outside of those first 8 minutes, it wasn't like the Sounders just went on the defensive for the rest of the game. You know, we sat on the opposite end of the pitch for the action for the a majority of the first half, you know, Colorado got their shots in. I think they had like four or five shots, uh, only a few on target, but you know, nothing that really troubled Fry. I didn't see him make like an astounding save. I saw him scoop up uh, a bunch of dribblers. Um, I saw him like catch a wild Kai Kamara effort, which is kind of redundant. Every Kai Kamara <laughs> effort is that way. Um, I, I, I don't know, a pretty comprehensive win for, you know, they only put two away in the first seven minutes. So, you know, maybe it was a little boring for the rest of the match. They could have had, I don't know, two or three more after that. There was definitely opportunities, and uh, that's fine. It was yeah. it just wasn't, uh, from the fans' perspective, being freezing cold, you're waiting for that, the flame to go off from the <laughs> from the from uh, from every goal that scores. And you're like, come on, please score. <laughs> we need that flame. And then flame girls over there being like, I'll push the button when I want. <laughs> Yeah, your your father-in-law Ed did make a lot of jokes about uh flame girl needing to push the button to warm us up. Yeah, he's a uh, old guy jokes about getting getting flamed. <laughs> right, yeah, anyway. I loved it. Um <laughs> so something that we that uh, for me that was really surprising and I wonder what we're going to see and what type of play like we should expect from Jordan Morris. Not playing center forward where he would probably like to be. He's playing out on the wing because Rui D- Rui Diaz will give you eight figures why he should be in the middle and up top there. <laughs> But we saw so much Jordan Morris coming back and helping out on defense, which is awesome. Anytime you see players that are hustling to get back, I, like, I always like, really appreciate that. So to see Jordan Morris hustling back was rad. Uh, I mean, to, we, the, to the point where he's – it's sort of like he's almost the opposite of what Roman Torres would do. <laughs> Roman Torres bombs down the field, and you're like, why are you involved in the buildup? Like, how is this – how are you playing center forward right now, Roman Torres? Uh, it's always baffling. Yeah, the the reverse Roman Torres Jordan Morris is uh, has so far actually worked out really well. I we didn't get a chance to record last week. We had a bunch of technical issues, um, which uh, I mean, we the Cincinnati game. You know, Seattle goes and wins four one. We don't need to rehash all of that. But hey, there is shout one- out to the guy who, in Cincinnati who's printing the "We got our first point" shirt. <laughs> you are lame. 
As I there's a whole uh, I think there's a whole backstory to it where like they do make official merch for the for Cincinnati, but they also are like uh, very satire driven about everything they do. So I think it's supposed to be tongue in cheek. Boy, it did not it come, come off across that way. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations um, on your mediocrity. But it's still funny in that in that match where Cincinnati, you know, Seattle destroys Cincinnati four to one. Uh, the play of that match that stuck out to me was actually one of the Jordan Morris tracking all the way back, uh, winning the ball, playing a fifty yard switch to to Victor Rodriguez, who just took it down. Uh, so so pure it was just such a like a crisp touch uh on the run 50 yard ball plays it right in front of him that's your uh barcelona academy upbringing right there uh, coming out in you um but then and then we go into the, this match and you know while we were on the uh half of the field that the sounders um were not attacking for most of the match uh you saw you saw jordan morris on on our half of the field playing back uh you know, using his speed and energy to to just traverse the wing up and down, overlapping uh, with Ke- with Kelvin Leardom on that side, and I'm wondering if that's what's kind of opened up the um, ability. You know, we've seen two goals from Kelvin Leardom at this point. I'm wondering if if having Jordan Morris on that side uh, as cover is something that might be opening up the opportunity for Leardom yeah, to get up there, like a, like a switch and be in the position to score goals. Yeah, exactly. Like the ability, if he's willing to play defense, you can get you can bomb down the side like a winger just on the overlap there, or if like. Really, if he can, if he's willing to play back there, then that gives the left side the chance to shift up as well. It's a really cool dynamic that they've got going, and I think we're just starting to see the beginning of that. I, I can't tell if it's premeditated or if it's just that, like he's out there hustling that hard. Yeah, I I think that I think that there is some premeditation to it. I mean, you watch the way that. Um, I, th- I'm, I'm, I think they're trying to replicate what uh, Victor Rodriguez and Brad Smith have done on the left side of the pitch, which. Um, in the lead up to both of those goals yesterday uh, was combination play from those two. Um, they they are uh, playing off of each other extremely well. Um, they've mastered, and we'll talk about this later, that they've mastered this like uh, one-two give-and-go uh, with the overlap from Brad Smith and um, playing that cutback pass to the center of the box, which we saw in the preseason. A couple of the goals were scored that way. We've seen it. Um, in both of the matches uh, since the beginning of the regular season, so I'm I'm thinking that there's definitely a plan there from Brian Schmetzer, uh, who's saying that this this play between this you know the the combination between the winger and between the fullback, either Kelvin Leardham and Brad Smith, is is uh, a very important way to the uh, how the Sounders move forward. Oh my God! I got to give mad props to the kid who sat behind us <laughs> at the match. <laughs> As you call him, swear kid. Swear kid. We had like a 10-year-old kid behind us who was giving it to everybody throughout the match. He was wearing a Colorado kit, and then he was like yelling for everything, mainly at the referee and mainly with very foul language. Um, I I went on to find out that he was meeting um, with Tim Howard, who was in town playing for Colorado, who uh, has Tourette's. And this kid also has Tourette's, and he was letting fly. He like uh, he felt comfortable, and his parents had created an environment where those bombs were dropping. And <laughs> he's like, "F you, Baldomero Toledo," and then like the guy standing like, next to him was like, "You know the referee's name?" And he's like, "Yeah, and I hate him." <laughs> Surprised a kid didn't get yellow carded. I yeah. uh, Baldomero Toledo is a referee notorious for handing out cards, and the Twitter oh. takes were so dope for this. <laughs> Uh, I like this. Uh, Noah Rife tweeted, 65th minute, Toledo has gone into the stands to show Clint Dempsey a red card for <laughs> it being his birthday. 
here's here's something uh, dangerous that you know like if you um if you want to antagonize a bull you get red and you dangle it in front of its face and it's like yo i'm gonna kill that red stuff that's moving right i think the same could be true i think i found his the kryptonite of pro the refereeing organization i think that when they send toledo out Wearing yellow as his <laughs> refing color, he gets crazy. He sees yellow on himself. Like, if you show him a mirror, it's over. He'll card himself. It's, you know, just to, like, uh, put a bow on exactly how crazy he gets with showing cautions to players, which, by the way, isn't, like, a benign action. Like, the players collect too many yellows. They're sitting for a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but just to show, you know, exactly how extreme he is, that was Jordan's Jordan Morris's first yellow card of his career. What? Yeah. That's how crazy it is. Jordan Morris and, and like what he got a yellow card was A ridiculous and B, um, it's also ridiculous that it's the first one of his career as a uh, as a professional. So this is his third season. I mean, it's his fourth, but it's like his. I mean, granted, he did sit out the entire last season, but that was his. But it's still kind of nuts. I mean, that was technically his third season, but like that's crazy. Okay, Um, yeah, Toledo was out there handing him out, but on pun, hold on, um, Seltzer burp. Which is also the lamest thing I've ever said. Um, <laughs> this uh, week's podcast brought to you by Seltzer Burbs. Man, I've got them. Thanks, Polar Springs. Is that what you are, Polar? Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, the, <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> That's not good. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Sorry. I got <laughs> I got swerved off by my burps. Damn, that's too bad. <laughs> okay, uh, whatever that was, who cares? Uh, what else do we got here? Anything else that's that's uh, notable from the previous match? There no, had I to think, be. There were so many fun I things happening. To go to go off of um, what you're talking about with Schmetzer at halftime, I think that uh, the Sounders put in such a comprehensive performance that you would have thought, like at the end of the day, it was just okay to only have to walk away from that game with only two goals. Uh, the Sounders, like we we talked about this a little bit last year. Do you want a team that's good all season and makes the playoffs, or do you want a team that just like goes for the um, just like goes balls to the wall and tries to get the supporter shield and just like wrecks team, uh, wrecks other teams? And that's what we both I think agreed uh, uh, that we were hoping for the Sounders to do is just to you know, Man City goes and beats uh, whoever. You know, Schalke today seven to nothing. That's basically oh, what the Sounders alert. could have. Good God! Oh. Thanks a lot, you dick. <laughs> oh man, my bad. <laughs> but that's what I, that's what I want the Sounders to go do to, to a team like Colorado when they put in like a performance where they're getting two goals in seven minutes. Like I don't want them to take their foot off the brake for the rest of that match. And yeah. I think that's where Metro's coming from when you get them at halftime. Uh, foot off the gas, I think, is what you meant. Right. Yeah. Didn't I? What did I say? Break. <laughs> Guys, do not take your foot off the brake. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody freeze, freeze tag. I don't know how to drive. Whatever. I would have liked to. Uh, I would have liked to have seen Seattle put one more away. And, and like, if we're gonna complain, like that's where I'd like to. I would have sure. liked to see a third goal at some point, just to show that it wasn't just early momentum piling up. But you take three points in a pretty dominant way, and with a lot of opportunities. I mean, that's a great match overall. Very cool. So yeah, and can we just talk about the fact that we're two games in and complaining that we didn't score more goals, uh, where last season we were something like five games in and wondering when we were going to score a goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like it's been it's been fun to see an exciting team play. Uh, head coach Brian Spencer saying that this you know encouraging the guys to be the best 
MLS Sounder squad ever. Yeah, um, and that's a pretty awesome. I think that's a pretty awesome mark to have. So I, I'm obviously into it as a fan, but just the confidence and belief after the last two seasons of such cold starts, and yeah, they want to make it an eleventh. MLS playoff appearance in ten years, so it's like mm-hmm. you got to keep focused on that. So yeah, all right. Uh, let's uh, looking back at the match and just wrap up talking about a thing that's already happened, so we can move into the future here. It's uh, your most important player for Seattle. It's the Van Man Leerdams minivans man of the match. <laughs> I do not know what that uh, means, but go ahead. Uh, your Van Man Leerdams minivans man of the match is for me actually it was Victor Rodriguez twice in a row for me too brother like uh, he put in a shift that does not get the attention he doesn't get called up into the MLS 11 he um either week he gets a lot of attention for other people we should just call this award the Jordan Morris man of the match award every time because everyone seems to be really caught up on that but here we are looking at a guy Victor Rodriguez who is the motor of this team no one's the mentions for Ladero, other than he's the laziest person in MLS, which I don't understand. Which is that just crap. Tweet. You're, you're hot garbage. Hot garbage. The Other than that, um, Victor Rodriguez is really dialing this thing in. He's re- in this like kind of you know second and a half season that he's starting here. It's incredible to watch that. So, Van Man Leerdam's minivans, just like Leerdam, even you won't know how you scored so many deals. <laughs> thin, yeah, it's a stretch. Thin premise. <laughs> Yeah. All right, who's hot? Who's garbage? And who is hot garbage? Starting with hot. Hot. I will say hot. The Sounders left side cut back pass. Hot. Hot. <laughs> I said those U.S. men's national team call-ups. You have it listed as hot garbage, but I'm saying it's hot. Hot. To see Jordan Morris and old Christian rolled on getting called back up into the, you know, the 24-man squad for the international break coming up. I definitely think it's hot. I just... Uh, anytime that we have players getting called into any tournament, um, especially when we're at full strength, but and our depth is okay, but our depth is I got you. I understand now yeah. what's going on here. Yeah. So yeah, hot. hot. Shout outs to Jordan Morris for getting his first call up since you know before his injury. Um, you know that's got to be huge for him, huge for his confidence. Uh, but you know. Don't want don't want anything to happen to him while he's away. Yeah, of course, that, that would be uh, you know, or at any time ever. <laughs> yeah, I want that kid to get ever, a yeah. want that kid to get a full uh, MLS season in and a bunch of goals. So, uh, any time that we can keep him from leaving the squad, that would be ideal. How about garbage? Garbage. Uh, how about garbage? Only being able to buy a beer at a time after the 60th minute, which is not something. <laughs> no, I no, 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 no. After the second half starts. I went. What? Yeah, yeah. I went upstairs with four minutes left to go at halftime. They keep the counter for you. And I got up to the thing probably right as the kick happened. And they're like, sorry, I can only sell you one. And I was like, but my friend gave me his card to buy two. <laughs> he does not owe me a beer, but he owes me a beer. You know, like here, here yeah. we are. Yeah. yeah that, that is garbage, Brandon. Great call. Garbage. And then garbage was you coming down with a beer in my card and me being like, oh, he he was only able to get one. Here's my beer. Garbage. <laughs> and, then realize, and then no, garbage is me real, realizing too late, oh, no, that's his beer. I got to go get mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh I, I agree with you. It should be after the 60th. I could even say maybe it could be after the 70th minute, okay? That's what I... Yeah. And I only gave it a full 82, so <laughs> what does that say? 
So I just I was with an uh, old guy with bad knees. I wanted to beat the rush, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say garbage. Also, is this Adam guy on Twitter, Nico Ladero, the laziest player on the Sounders, though, from what I hear. Garbage. Yeah, he doesn't even he doesn't even earn uh, fan outrage oh. because it's just a garbage take. It Wait is just a second, a is, this might be a guy that's actually making fun of the guy, Adam. If that's not you, I'm sorry. But yeah, the person that is calling Nico Ladero the laziest player. He's the captain. He's got his heart fully in it, and he's been so instrumental in the team across the board. You know what? Yeah. I'm upgrading you to hot garbage. Hot garbage. Yeah. <clears throat> downgrading you to hot garbage. Also, like Nico Ladero, Nico Ladero, who leads MLS in assists since he's joined the league. Uh, the think about the only other players on the Sounders that have been called lazy: uh, Eddie Johnson, uh, Freddie Montero. So I think there's more to it than just how well you're playing. Oh, do you think it's a race thing? I wouldn't be surprised. Fan outrage. <laughs> All right, and finally. Now there will be some fan outrage after listening to that podcast. Garbage. Now, finally, let's move into hot garbage. Hot garbage. I'm going to say hot garbage. It, like I already said, the international tournaments, uh, a lot of players getting called up. Uh, Christian Roldan, uh, Jordan Morris, both called up to the U.S. national team. Raul Ruiz Diaz, surprisingly, not called up to Peru um, for personal reasons, so he uh, said it's between him and the coach. Who knows what's going on there? Uh, a, Gustav Svensson likely like going to get called up to what? That's got to be like a wiener thing, right? Like so, he's like uh, no, the coach is intimidated or something. Yeah, by Raul Rudy as his wiener. That's right. He loves a hot um, dog, man. He like <laughs> now he's in America with a bratwurst. Like, come on. Uh, Raul Ruiz has not called up. Gustav Svensson, Nico Ladero, both likely called up. Uh, Jordi Delem called up for Martinique. So lots of players from the Sounders. Uh, something to be proud of for the team, especially to have a bunch of players getting called up into uh, international uh, friendlies this time around. Hey, so. bonus points if you can point to Martinique on a map. Without <laughs> it's in in the ocean. Without typing it into Google Maps to find it for you. Finally, hot garbage. Hot garbage. That secondary U.S. kit. Okay, listen. Are you talking about the red one? I love it. The red one is so badass. But as the entire internet pointed out, showing it off with the men of the U.S. men's national team who have not won anything... Yeah, and uh, great players, and hopefully the future, you know, like uh, there's some serious money in those guys. But showing that kit with the three championship stars on it, earned by not them. Yikes. If I was part of the U.S. women's national team, I would be so proud of the fact that they were, you know, that they're dragging the men along with them. It's very right. cool. But if you're Nike making those things, don't put the stars onto the onto the neck you know like yeah even yeah they didn't they didn't put them up above the crest which like that would have been abs- that would have been some fan outrage right there yeah but even putting them anywhere on the kit that's just stupid i it's they haven't earned jack yeah take them off it like we don't see teams from usl putting their championships <laughs> that they right. earn in a different league or whatever onto right. the, it's not exactly right. the same premise but like that's sure. not uh if if the uh you know, if Rain FC wins, the you know Seattle Sounders don't get to put it on their kit as well. Like it's, uh, it's a very. I thought I agreed with the internet on that. Usually, people are just too sensitive, but I was like, yeah, yeah, good point. And so, uh, I'm gonna get the the second kit, and then I'm just trying to figure out to support the ladies uh, who are going off to France this summer to play in the Women's World Cup. I'm gonna figure out which player. I, I'm leaning towards Alex Morgan. But yeah, I, but I don't know for sure. So how about a uh, Rapino? Uh, I oh. Sorry, I'm blowing up in here. I love that Megan Rapino. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think if I was going to get a women's kid, that'd be the one. 
Okay, uh, I, I have to talk to my kid's doctor. <laughs> when we come back, let's take a look into surviving some gun violence while we're in Chicago. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, Brandon, we head to the farty city. I don't I didn't know what else to call it. It's the city where you don't want wind because when everything's on fire, it makes things worse. It's Chicago. Uh, the match this weekend is 10 a.m. What? what the crap is uh, that? <laughs> you wake up, drink, eat your breakfast. I, I said drink your breakfast. Yeah, which, no, drink you know, your for, breakfast. You've seen. Drink your breakfast. Brandon, you've been there when we've when we've drank our breakfast before. Like you, you can see what I we're have, capable of. Oh, that might I wake up, drink your breakfast, uh, watch an entire Sounders match uh, all before noon. Yeah, and then nap. Yeah. Also, f- karate because now I got a purpose. So <laughs> we might actually have to get together and watch this. It could work out. Anyway, yeah. uh, Saturday, 10 a.m., Gun Violence Stadium, Chicago Fire. Welcome, Seattle Sounders FC on Saturday morning. Oh, boy. F1 is yeah. back, though, too. This is going to be a busy weekend for me. Uh, what are you thinking here? What do you got? Um, uh, let's take a look at the history, maybe, between these two, these two teams. Yeah. So um, Sounders and Chicago – uh, Sounders will be wearing their uh, brand new nightfall kits in the early morning um, in in Chicago. Yeah, you those bought black one of those pink. at the last What's... match. You bought the nightfall, right? Yes, I did, and I love it. Let me just say, I love it. Hey, l- listen, I'm not trying to troll here right now, okay? Because sure. this is what it'll sound like. But is the pink pinker than it looks in all of the advertising? No, I think it looks great. It looks the same. I think it, like they made it look so much more like. Um, What's that team in Miami with the flamingos? Like it's like much more magenta, like T-Mobile, and like sure. all the advertising and everything. And yeah. then in person, it was like way more pastel than I thought. It's not well, going to stop me, but like I wore it to uh, my wife works at a at a high school, and I wore it to a thing with, oh, that brag. I was okay, cool. where a bunch of high schoolers were, and I didn't get made fun of while wearing it. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's certified cool. <laughs> they were like, that guy's got a mustache. <laughs> Is he allowed here? <laughs> yeah, so they'll be they'll be debuting the new black and pink kit, and then the That's internet right. will be like, "Oh my God, saying offensive things about people's gender." Yeah. Um, so the Sounders travel to Chicago uh, all time. The Sounders have won seven times, lost twice, and drawn four. Um, in Chicago, they are three, two, and two. So a winning record there. Um, the last time they played was actually the last time that Clint Dempsey ever scored for Seattle. Uh, it was a 1-1 draw uh, last June. So a lot has changed since then. Clint Dempsey, no longer a professional soccer player. Um, now he's so, a pretty mediocre Rubik's Cuber. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> and a good beard haver. Yeah, no, he's got a great beard. He's really excellent at wearing tattoos as well. Like I, I think, yeah. And his fishing skills, I hear, are like next level. So I, I heard he's really good at being from Texas. So he's, he's awesome. got a lot going He's for. awesome at the no-look fly fishing. <laughs> right. Like the fish think he's casting that way. Uh-uh, stupid fish. Get in the boat. <laughs> it backheeled that fish into the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> uh so chicago have uh i want ed to just sit here and make fun of us uh now <laughs> uh so chicago this season have come off to a not as good start as the sounders uh that was very poorly worded but the chicago <laughs> chicago fire are not on fire to start off the season they've drawn and lost in their last two matches um their only two matches and while they've looked dangerous a couple times in front of goals 
uh, in front of the goal. Uh, you see a lot. I actually watched their match, la- their match last weekend against Orlando, and they missed some terrible – like they should have scored so many goals and missed so many of them. And on top of that, at least they're also really bad at the back. <laughs> Uh, it's written here and I did not see that coming that's funny (laughs) they um both of their matches uh the the goals that they've scored were both results of pretty bad errors on the opposing team um and both of the goals that they've given up were pretty bad errors on their own team so uh last in their last match against Orlando the one that they gave up was just was just stupid against Dom Dwyer um really bad miscommunication between the keeper oh, and yeah, the defender. It, it, Dom Dwyer never gives up you give him that chance and he'll still right. he keeps poking and it it really paid right. out for him so and then uh, on top of that, they got a red card, and um, but somehow snatched one back. But like I said, coach, it matches uh, my uniform. With one of the, <clears throat> what's that? Coach, it matches my uniform. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Uh, they, uh, yeah, so the, the Sounders will go to Chicago hoping and expecting a win. Um, uh, if they don't get it, it'll be it'll be a disappointment on the road. Uh, you know that adds a, a extra wrinkle. Th- to things it shouldn't matter because Sounders are are just on fire this season. Oh boy! Yeah, stop it! Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> okay, cool. So, I mean, you got to think that there's some momentum here. It'll be the first time we see Seattle on the road, so you're always going to be worrying about that. I don't know much about the Chicago squad themselves. I know that we're talking Schweinsteiger, who's a yeah. million, but uh, I don't know if they have anyone else that like we got to keep our eye on. So I'll talk. I'll talk a little bit about that. So their their guy that has scored both of their goals this season yeah. is uh, CJ Sapong, a guy that they signed from the Philadelphia Union. Um, you know he scored in both matches out for them, but but um, neither of them have been spectacular. Um, both of them, you know, big like I said, big lapses in in defensive uh, judgment. Um, but that'll be the guy that they they brought on uh, to be to get their defense started. Uh, another guy on their team uh, who's recently been getting call ups into the U.S. national team got one. He'll be joining Jordan and Christian. Is uh, Jordy Mihailovic? He's kind of playing as one of their main, uh, you know, playmakers. He's a young guy, uh, Chicago homegrown. So he'll he's also somebody to to keep your eye out for. Awesome. Okay, so an important question that we're trying to ask this season throughout all these matches is what is the motivation for each team as you know especially as we get further into the season and you're like starting to get into the grind it's gonna be hard to like for even as fans to like remember kind of the priorities you take it one game at a time obviously but looking at seattle let's start with chicago actually let's let's reverse this chicago we just got done talking about some of their players and stuff they haven't won yet they've got a single point what is the motivation for chicago fire uh, Chicago's motivation is just to win a game. Yeah, uh, they they finished second bottom in the East last year, um, but like I said, they've they've got some new players that they're going to want to uh, show that you know it's it's not same old same old for Chicago. You know they haven't been great in recent years. They went out and signed a guy like Bastian Schweinsteiger, uh, who is now playing basically center back for them. <laughs> um, they have uh, CJ Sapong, who he's, they went. He's pulling up Brad Union. Evans. He's yeah, pulling up. yeah, yeah. Except except not because they need him there, but because that's where you're going to put an yeah. aging German. <laughs> um, CJ Sapong, you know, they're going to want to keep him hot. That's one of their, their motivations. But they, you know, in front of the home crowd, they they have to get something going uh, because if they don't, it's going to start to um, smell of things 
of of their history. Yeah. Also, they want to make that that Toyota up in the stands proud at Toyota Stadium, right? <laughs> yeah. The uh, act is, I think it's called SeatGeek Stadium now. I think they 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 renamed it. Get the hell um, out of here! It's called Gunfire Stadium. <laughs> And the the other motivation that they're going to have, and this is is kind of might actually be the biggest one, is that like I said, they've been giving up some bad goals, uh, and and Seattle is a team that has been punishing bad defensive mistakes. So their main motivation might just be to keep Seattle from scoring, uh, which is going to be harder said than done, or harder done than said. It's going to be <laughs> easier easier said than done. Yeah, there you go. That's you the go. one. Okay, then yeah. what's so Chicago? Do anything positive. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Don't suck. Yeah, it's so bad. I, I wouldn't even. Yeah, I wouldn't even go that far. Just like, <laughs> can something good happen? Suck a little bit, but not too much. Uh, it's okay to suck. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> <Just gonna. laughs> that was my motto in high school. <laughs> How'd that work out for you, Brandon? <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay for seattle uh what do you see is like we're looking at a team that's real hot right now so what do you see as like the motivation for them to continue this this great early season start yeah i think the motivation is uh just to keep just to keep it up um you know <laughs> <laughs> damn it. it's okay to suck as long as we keep it up <laughs> dang it uh right, phrasing the, the motivation is to look good in pink bro yeah, yeah, there yeah, the motivation is to is just to make those new black kits look so good. Yeah, make everyone that bought one like Brandon proud to see his team killing it. You're like yeah. don't don't I'm going to be serious about being not serious right now. Uh-huh. Okay? You don't want the Olympic white. Okay? No, exactly. Yeah, the new kit has to bring good luck and that's bull but for a team that like you start seeing a couple questionable results in one jersey and superstition comes in even though that's idiotic you got to you, you want to see people that you want to see them look good in pink so that way that jersey brings them good luck when they need it most you can like like the Seahawks wearing the wolf gray when right. they like bust that out and you're like oh damn they're serious today like that's what we want from these uh, these jerseys it's dumb and, i know but for but and for you real. just want those jerseys to sell like that's that's if you're the Sounders, you want those jerseys to sell. Yeah, so that way in four years you can come back with another black one and be like, look, this time it's got blue on it. <laughs> the uh, honestly, I think the Sounders' motivation is summed up really well in a uh, Matt Pence article for the Athletic. Uh, if you don't subscribe to the Athletic, then get um, Gregor's login. Use Gregor's login like me. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, Matt Pence. Um, but it's a really great article in The Athletic that uh, Matt Pence wrote, uh, kind of profiling uh, Brian Schmetzer and, and his his view for the season. Um, you know, some of the some of the key points there were, you know, the Sounders in between matches uh, were starting to look complacent in between the match against um, Cincinnati and and Colorado. Colorado, they were starting to look complacent. And he's, you know, he's saying that realistically, the, the Rave Green could go on and win 10 straight. Um just to start off the season, given the schedule and uh, how it's not just about making the playoffs for the 11th straight time in 10 years. It's about um, hosting the MLS cup. If they're able to make it, you know, so no time for complacency, get out, get three on the, get three. um, Let's win that supporter shield. Come on. Go get the supporter Let's shield. Do it again. That's it's, the important. That's what one. it's all about this season. It's it's kind of no holds bar. The Sounders have invested everything. Garth Lagerwey's plan was building up to this moment. Um, so that's the Sounders' motivation: is just to not take your foot off of the gas. 
I got it this time. <laughs> Farts. <laughs> Real quick before we move on, I just want to bring up one one extra point. Uh, I'm waiting for the moment when Seattle decides to kill the rest of the league by actually activating Raul Ruiz Diaz. They've got him at like 40% power right now. He's not getting his name called on the broadcast. He's not getting in any touches. And when he does, he's scoring. Like, when are they going to unlock this extra player that they spent a gazillion dollars on? Are they waiting? It's it's so funny. It's like we're we're watching the matches and and you know we're talking up Jordan Moore. Basically, the, during the during the the match that we were sitting together, we basically redubbed this the Jordan Morris Extra Time Podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> we're sitting here talking Victor Rodriguez, uh, Nico Ladero, Jordan Morris, all of these players who are killed. Kelvin Leardham apparently now, um, and and we're not talking about Raul Ruiz Diaz, but as soon as he gets the ball, he scores. That's how he's worked the last couple games. And what's crazy is after that match. A statistic has come out just to say just just how good Rui Diaz is. He's every game since he's joined, it's been like he scored two goals and then he scored one goal and then two goals. The the math works out that on average, Raul Rui Diaz is scoring with every thirty eighth touch of the ball. Oh my god! So every time you basically count to thirty nine, every time he gets he Raul Rui Diaz touches the ball, it's one. Count to thirty nine, expect a goal. Uh, that's are MLS you ex- math for you. Are you explaining counting to me right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm explaining. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you're ball explaining touch counting. <laughs> All right. In case you somehow are just waking up behind the wheel of your big rig, headed towards some sort of gulch. First of all, get back on the road. And then hey, look. that's no way to talk about Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> My brother lives there. I'm allowed to. <laughs> Um, just in case you're just now tuning back in because we got boring there for 26 minutes. TLDL, too long, didn't listen. Too long, didn't listen. We want less Jorston Morden and more Jormon Torres. <laughs> I mean, should we just end on that? Like, that was incredible. <laughs> give, me, give me another one. Uh, too long, didn't listen. I hope that MLS is ready to rename this year's Golden Boot to the Golden Clog. <laughs> Won by a right back for the first time in history. <laughs> uh, TLDL, Clint Dempsey has a mean backheel trout kick. <laughs> and uh, finally, TLDL, it's okay to suck. Take a look at your crystal Pepsi ball. It's prediction time. And tell me what you see when we watch Seattle Sounders take on Chicago Fire at Gun Violence Stadium Saturday morning locally in Seattle, 10 a.m. What do you see, Brandon? Fire. Uh, I see uh, as much as the Chicago Fire are going to want to keep out – keep Seattle from scoring and, and lock up that back line and, and prevent all of those mistakes. I see Seattle going and running rampant in Chicago. So whew, I'm calling three, nothing Jordan Morris, Raul Rudiaz and Victor Rodriguez opens his account. That's awesome. I foresee a victory for Seattle, probably like three or four, nothing, but more importantly, I see myself quite drunk by noon. <laughs> Drink your breakfast kids. Oh, not not kids. That we can't <laughs> drink your breakfast, swear kid. No, no, not him either. 